up everybody welcome back to another episode of i lost my podcast we are your host i'm your girl michi g of course can't forget the book author of the book i lost my mom memoir of a motherless daughter um and we have our other co-host yes it's none other than husky jefe the fat fitness model jose cortez but none other than josh i'm gonna keep it at that cool 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 so we're back with another yet another topic which is one of my favorites i picked this topic out because uh, it's something that i've really i've really 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 been working on these last couple of months while you haven't seen us um but before we get into that topic let's do a mental check-in sure. um since the last time we've recorded how have, how are things how are you feeling what's your mental like today um my mental is pretty good. I've recently started a new a new job. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, my mental is pretty good. It's a lot of things mm-hmm. coming my way, new experiences. Um, but I think I'm pretty good when it comes to adaptation and change. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm not bothered. I'm not flustered. Um, okay. Yeah, it took somebody a long time to get prepped for our podcast, nevertheless. But other than that, guys, <laughs> welcome to your favorite co-host. Whatever. <laughs> nah, just <laughs> but no, nah, enough of me. How about you? What's your mental looking like? Uh, my mental for today, I will say a little earlier in the week, I, w- I was experiencing uh, some anxiety uh, and a little splash of the big D. Um but you know i just i've adapted um a thought process of how can we make this better you're experiencing it experiencing this but you don't have this so how can we get out of it um so and so for today i feel amazing because all day i've just been like how can i get things done why have i been feeling this way now that i'm eating better if i'm still feeling this way what is that and i think a lot of it is knowing that Aside from our nine to fives that we want to do things with, you know, our own personal things like this podcast. Right. Um, So knowing that, you know, you're tired from work. I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me, like just coming home and chilling. And I think that's where the anxiety came from. It was like telling me, like, no, you got to get up. You got something to do. And until you do it, you're not going to feel right. So today I feel a lot better now that I came home. We got dinner cooked. We're knocking out the podcast. I feel amazing. I got dinner cooked. Yes, he did. Why I got the podcast, everything set up, and my makeup done and stuff. So, teamwork, kind of. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> don't. I let her get her credit. I let her get her credit. She be trying to run away from that kitchen. Y'all. I don't. We trying to. That's the and and that's that's what we gonna work on today in this episode. <laughs> we gonna we gonna get to. I promise the, you, I don't. It's it's a coincidence. We gonna like. get to the nitty gritty <laughs> of why she runs away from the kitchen. Anyway, so now that we have checked in successfully, uh, mindful, mindfully. Let's go ahead and um, do like we always do, do our mindful breathing and stretching. So everybody take a deep breath in. Breathe out. Yes, it does. I'm hungry. I'm starving. All right. Shrug them shoulders. Ease them up. Stretch. 
Make sure ain't no holes under your arms or your t-shirt. Make sure you got deodorant on, you know. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, let's get into this topic. So the topic for today, um, I love this topic so much, um, is about shadow work. Now, before we get into the actual meat and bones of this topic, uh, without well, now we know, we're going to be honest, we know what shadow work is. But before you knew what shadow work was, um, what did you think shadow work was? Me personally, uh, ooh, I think it was, was it 2020? No, it was 2021, towards the end when we went on to Gatlinburg. It was the beginning, that was like January, I think. Was it? Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been January. January it was, was your birthday, that's why we was in Gatlinburg. When... This year, when did we go with when I we met up was... and we ended up getting in the creek? <laughs> I thought it, I swear it was earlier in the year. Well, okay, but... so we was on a hike with friends. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Quest Kentrell and Naja, and friends to the show. My boy, um, Quest, that's when he first kind of was like, Hey, have y'all ever heard of shadow work? As we walked in the woods, <laughs> in the wilderness, and I'm like, I don't know what you're on, bro. I don't know if you're trying to <laughs> try if you trying to summon some type of demons or nothing. But uh, I had briefly heard it, probably in passing or some TV show or something like that. But I didn't necessarily know what it was. What I thought it was was something like, like I said, like summoning some type of demons or mm, <laughs> or some dark, some very fun. dark and twisted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but as he explained it. You know what I'm saying? That day, I kind of understood. And I understood, like, a a person. What's her name? No name. She's an mm. artist. And yeah, no name. Shout out. She talks she about. Chicago. Had to plug. They <laughs> might not know. Girl, she got good music. Go and um, <laughs> she had a song called, like, I think it was, like, Shadow Man. Mm, it said some Shadow Man, Shadow Box, keep, please keep your head up. And if you fall down, don't forget to get up or stand up or something something like that that, but i think that song was if i'm not mistaken more so talking about the shadow self so that was mine um mine is kind of similar i well so i've since my mom passed i've kind of been on somewhat of a spiritual journey i kind of not because it's trendy now but just because i don't know i just i don't know i just kind of got pushed into that direction uh so on facebook i joined like a few spiritual groups and so I kept hearing them talk about shadow work and I know some people are like you know into some things so I thought shadow work was definitely like witchcraft or something and I'm like whoa I think I've always heard shadow work but I never actually looked into it because I was like no this sounds demonic or like you know like you said or like definitely witchcraft or something um but I'm glad to say the shadow work is not. Contrary to popular belief. Contrary to how it sounds, it's not. It is not. It's actually a really good tool um, and probably the reason why a lot of us struggle with like anxiety and depression. Um, so shadow work, uh, pretty much I wrote down the definition just so I'm politically correct. Um, shadow work is basically working with your unconscious mind to uncover parts of yourself that you repress or hide from yourself. Um, it can be, it can include like traumas or parts of your personality that you could subconsciously consider undesirable. Um, so what does that sound like to you? Like, 
to me it sounds like being able to sit with yourself alone mm-hmm. and really think deep mm-hmm. now i say that and that is something that's very challenging to a lot of i'm gonna say americans because i'm american and but it's a it's very challenging to a lot of americans because it's so much noise mm-hmm. so much noise and we've become we've become so accustomed to noise that we don't know how to sit in silence mm-hmm. and just think deeply about why Joshua oh government name but <laughs> i think it's pretty simple to get but why right. why Joshua is who Joshua is or Michi is who Michi is Mm-hmm. Like I think it's very hard for people to really sit down and think about that question without feeling like, oh, I got to do something. Mm-hmm. Or a job call. Oh, Facebook mm-hmm. notification. Oh, text message. I have to respond right now. I can't think. Yeah. I think shadow work is like important um, because like it said, it's a part of you that you re- repress. I feel like repress isn't a- is that repressed? No, technically? I think it's repressed. Press, it sounds weird, but anyway, um, it's it's parts Suppressed. of that's what. It, okay, so the internet, let's be clear, said said repressed, re, and I knew it didn't sound right, but anyway, yes, parts of yourself that you um, suppress. So if you think like back to when our childhood, you know, think about kids. You know, they have these bright personalities. They're like bubbly. They say whatever comes to their mind. They act however. You can be out and see hear and see babies like crying and screaming they don't care um so i think what shadow work uh comes into play is parts of ourselves that we suppress from like parents telling us hey you can't do that don't don't wear this or don't wear that or we don't act this way in public or we don't you know and so we're we're conformed into being this person because so many people told us you can't do that don't that looks crazy don't but deep down inside, that's a part of us that we might enjoy. That's probably a pivotal part of our personalities. But we can't express that because we were taught that that's not right. So we, we have to su- be this person. We succumbed. I think that's the word. Succumbed. Succumbed. <laughs> we, we gave into the domestication of our parents, teachers, uh, friends. Domestication Society. is a big thing. Society. Yeah. And we've been reading books, y'all. We learning we've words. Reading. Domestic. Yeah. Tell them what domestication is. Man, they don't. Look. They might not know. Hey, hey, say Jack. Yeah. Say Jack. <laughs> nah, but domestication is pretty much. Um, let's let's. I'm gonna give you an example. So, usually when we grew up and we was eating at the table with with mama, or we was eating mm-hmm. whatever we was eating, right? Eating good. And mm-hmm. As a kid, you know, sometimes your mind just be on, let me go get to my toys, my dolls, uh-huh. my video game. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. I can eat a little bit. I'm cool. But mm-hmm. what's your mama usually tell you? You better. You can't do nothing or drink nothing until all that, all that food all is gone. all that food is gone. So they're domesticating you by using tactics like, oh, people in starving ch- children in Africa or places like that, they wish to have this or... You better eat all that food so it domesticates you to the point. It builds a habit. It builds a habit. So that's all domesticating is. It builds a habit. So now that we're older, um, we have problems with gluttony and like overeating because, you know, it's a subconscious thing to like, I got to eat all my food. I'm a big dog. And it's like at a restaurant, it's like, 
man, I don't even want to take this <laughs> home. I might as well just eat all this right now. So that's what that's right. an example of domestication. So mm-hmm. over time, society has domesticated us, and it's it suppressed certain things and made us sorry. It suppressed certain things and made mm-hmm. other things more prevalent. Like instead of having a balanced uh, appetite, oh, I'm full, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Let me go. It made you be. It made us, or I'm gonna speak for myself. It made me be more, like you said, gluttonous. Like, okay, I enjoy it. I need to get it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made you I, not listen to your body. Not listen to my body. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Don't get it twisted. I am still who <laughs> I am. I'm the fastest big man on earth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got all the moves. So don't don't play with me now. Okay. All right. So, so with that being said, what um, what is maybe a good thing and a bad thing to shadow work? Because you you've actively done shadow work, haven't you? Yeah, I've done it a little bit. I haven't done it in depth as as she has, uh, mm-hmm. as far as like, because there's certain books and literature that you can get that can assist you with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I've I've actively kind of did it. Okay, so what is, so since you've done a little bit of shadow work, um, what is a good thing and a bad thing that shadow work has taught you thus far in your journey? So I would have to say that shadow work, shadow work has taught me, hmm, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. It's taught me, like, I'm trying to say it's taught me how the, <laughs> how to love unconditionally I, I feel like it's taught me that I am a person that loves unconditionally okay. and casting judgment isn't something that I that I tend to sit sit with or mm-hmm. it doesn't sit right with me mm-hmm. now it has also shown me that it's the, the the negative side. I won't say the negative, but it's enlightened that sometimes I not only I feel too much. Mm-hmm. You take too much in. Yeah, I take too much in. So I feel I feel for like empathetic, like like an empath. Yeah, like at first I used to really struggle with empathy and sympathy, but mm-hmm. now like doing active shadow work, now I feel like me thinking more no it's because when i do feel for somebody i'm really feeling like dang i have this it's like i have a superman complex and i can't save the world so i actively Mm kind of have to tell myself like i can't save the world so like as of right now i am off social media because it's so much it's so many things that get you in this you can save everybody and yo son (laughs) yo it's not like that. And if you say, no, you can't, you're wrong. Yeah. Because it's going against, man, look, that's a deeper conversation. Another conversation I don't, I don't even another know, but it's, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just say this. Too. It's going against feeling like you can save everybody, watching social media and seeing everybody's situation. Oh, this person died, that person died, and Ooh, I'm going yes. through this, experiencing this. You feeling like you can save everybody. That is not something that we can, mm-hmm. that we're supposed to fathom, our brains. Uh, because let's let's be and if you say oh well that's not what god or your savior anybody wanted it's like but is it is it not because the ones the people that came before us 
our great great grandparents and stuff they what they was just thinking about surviving it was more in the moment yes in the moment surviving tomorrow yeah. if i can help so-and-so who had a family or relative pass away mm-hmm. i can but if i can't hey mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world but i'm sorry i made a <laughs> you fine yeah you know i don't mind um i feel like from doing shadow work i have done it pretty in depth i can say a good thing it's taught me is that i'm actually a boss like if you knew me or know me um prior well i won't say prior like too much has changed about me but i sometimes can come off pretty timid and like you know the quiet girl believe it or not um <laughs> But it's taught me, I don't know, it's taught me to be about business and, like, to take myself serious. Like, if you say you're going to be a brand, take that serious. Take it to the top. Like, give it your all instead of, like, don't be timid about what you're passionate about or what you love. It taught me to, like, go hard. Um, A bad thing it taught me, I say it's bad, but it's not really bad. It's. It's, it's bad because I didn't have this, but it's good because I realized now I need this. And that's it. the bad thing is it taught me I didn't have boundaries for myself. I feel like um, sometimes I have, and I still struggle with it. I'm not saying I'm 100% changed in this new person. There are some times where I still struggle with setting boundaries for, like, you know, people close to me, like loved ones that aren't used to you setting boundaries with them um but I feel like I'm in a better place to like nope if I don't want to do it that's not okay with me I'm not doing it I'm not showing up (laughs) like even giving explanations like I feel like Mm. I've always had to either make up a lie as to why I can't do something or be extra busy just so I can just have something to tell people that, you know, I have something to do, so I can't do something. It's like, why? Why is that? Why do you, why do you go, why does your mind go to telling them a lie instead of the truth when Mm -hmm. you just simply don't feel like going or that's not something that you want to do? Like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Um, So shadow work has definitely made me dig real deep and get myself together we're still working so yeah shadow girl shadow box please keep your head up <laughs> shout out to no name um let me see um so you want to give some shadow work examples i kind of gave an example because i know y'all are probably like okay okay we under i think we understand shadow work hopefully we're explaining it pretty good for you guys um but if not you want to give some examples of shadow work i have a book that i've been working on um it's one for beginners um, it's just, I ordered it off Amazon. It literally was like a shadow work workbook. Um, no, we selling them, so we got our own personal we shadow We're going to make our so, own of them. So you know, <laughs> if you want to go and hit that, no, no, no. I'll let you pick one. So I'm just going to go through this workbook. You want to ask me one and then you, or want to both do it, or? I'm going to ask you one, then you okay. Okay. And it gets deep, y'all. I don't know. Some of these I had to, like, sit with a little bit. Um, And I've done some of these in here, but I haven't done all of them, so. Mm. Prompt 31. If you ever wonder what um, is my favorite number, it is 31. Mm -hmm. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because you're 31. I am 31. He was born on the 31st. Yellow. (laughs) Yellow. But no. Okay. So... 
wow, we have to go from prompt 31 because it's saying based on your previous answers. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we can't well, we use tried. 31. We try. Try six. What's number six? My birthday. I'm going to okay. pick what I want. Oh, oh, my bad. I forgot you're picking my bad. Let's go with 47. Okay. So 47 says, what are your biggest triggers? What are your biggest triggers? My biggest triggers. That's all it said? Like, it didn't say triggers. What for... are your biggest triggers? Uh, I'm going to assume it means, like, trigger for anxiety. I'm going I'm to just take this. That's what's kept come to mind. That's what came to mind. Um, I'll say social media is a huge trigger for my anxiety. Um, because it's so much energy. There's so many different types of energies at one time. And there's an energy of the people who are more established. Um, and, you know, or at least they appear to be more established and they travel the world. And that's something I really want to do. You have people, you have the news about like celebrities getting in trouble or dying. And then you have like little cute babies and dogs. And then you have couples arguing and these toxic pay. And it's like so many different things at once. And depending on the type of day I'm having, if I'm already having a pretty crappy day, that can trigger me into like, okay, I feel anxious. I feel, what is this? I don't, ooh, I feel just real like jittery or like something. Okay. So I hate to, I hate to interject, but mm -hmm. if that is your biggest trigger, mm -hmm. let's be honest, why do you go to it so much? Well, so as a recent, um, I am I'm also taking a social media fast, even though today, I'm not on Instagram as much as I was, um, and I'm still signed out of my other apps, but I kind of hopped on more than I have been. But previous, honestly, it's a part of, and maybe everybody, I feel like everybody can agree with this. It's, it's FOMO. It's fear of missing out. It's, it's a fear of something in the world is happening, and I don't know about it. Like, I can't tell you how much since we've been out of social media, I found out like a friend's family member died and there was some other news and just a, a few things that we missed out on. But, and I did shadow work to see, okay, with those things that we missed out on, how does that make you feel? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I missed out on those things, but I still reached out to my friend to make sure she was okay and she needed something, it needed anything. The news about like the guys that shot the police officers in our, in our neighborhood, like, I mean, the police officers got them. Like, there's nothing we can do. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so it, yeah, no when doubt. you dissect, I um, kind of <clears throat> hate saying FOMO, fear of missing out. I mean, like, what are we really missing out on? So, okay. So you said thing, all of these moving parts, right? Mm -hmm. Which moving part, as far as how you said, you see things about a person's death or uh, this person doing this and living, oh, excuse me, and living freely and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Which one... Of the, because it's a trigger, but which one of mm -hmm. those sub triggers, I guess, is the most, I guess, prevalent? I'm gonna so, say uh -huh. two of them equally because 
my dream, if you asked me like what I want to do for a living, if money was not an option, it would be to travel the world. I just love something about traveling that I love. I love learning new parts of the world. That's what I really want to do. No matter what we do in life, I just want to travel the world and experience things. Um, so when I see people, influencers, celebrities, people I love, and they're like, oh, we're at the airport going to this place and we're going to that place. It's like, darn, you sitting here going to your nine to five and you sitting here like making dinner in your house and like, you know, you got bills, you living paycheck to paycheck and like, we're not where we want to be. So that's a, a trigger. But then also like news about death. I think because when I have an anxiety, it's a feeling of like, I'm on edge, something's about to happen. So those two are probably equally trigger sub triggers for me. Mm -hmm. It's really not one or the other. Oh, well, I'll say maybe death is a little more um, because sometimes I'm honestly I'm a nosy person. I just like to be like, oh, okay, they're they're in uh, Mexico, girl. Okay, Tulum, go ahead. So girl. okay, so I, you said that you are a nosy person. Yes. Where do you think this nosiness comes from? Oh, another question. Um, this is and this, this is, is how shadow work. This is how works. shadow works. Where does this come yeah, from? Yeah, it's like where did this come from? Well, where did this come from? What part is this? What part is that? You know, where does nosiness come from? I think because um, when I was a kid, just how I grew up, my parents didn't shelter me, but I was a homebody, which is st I'm still a homebody. Um, but I didn't really hang out or go out like, like my brother did. My brother hung with his friends, or they would go to the skating ring, and they were mo more social, I should say. Whereas me, which I'm not afraid to admit it, I stay home and play with my toys. I've always been a person that can occupy myself. I was playing with dolls and Barbie dolls and stuff till I was 14. That's, you know, the type of childhood I had. Um, but I think being nosy comes from just not – being as social as a kid like what does this person have going on well what are they doing well what is wait a minute i don't know it's just observing people like even now that i'm a homebody and i don't get out as much i mean we're trying to get out now and be more social but i don't know just not being as social i don't know it's a part of me that's just like hmm what are possibilities like what is what is this about what is that about was that one of sense. your parents more nosier than the other one of my parents my dad <laughs> my dad's the type of person like if there's a wreck i can't tell you how many times like maybe there was a shooting or well i won't say shooting that's extreme like maybe the police pull somebody over or there was a wreck or something and he's like uh-uh let's go this way let me see what's going on what is what's what they doing and he when he's one of them driver or was one of them drivers that like You'd be like, bro, if you just just drive like stop slowing down and rubbernecking just go so <laughs> You said that he was probably the nosier parent. Because my mama wouldn't have it. She was like, no, we avoid danger. We're going home. Thinking about his past and upbringing, was he sheltered or a home? What, 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 would you, what would you guess? I don't know about his social life as a kid. Um, honestly, I want to say he was a homebody, but I honestly don't know. He's a country boy, so I don't know if he was. So... I'm I know the saying, older he got, I, he was more social. No, the older sure. he got, he was more social. But I don't know about but I think I need to ask even, my daddy. No, even talking to... <laughs> my grandma. Mama Nisi. Mm -hmm. Shout oh, out to Mama Nisi. Shout out to Mama Nisi. Grandmother to the show. But mm -hmm. she kind of said, like, he kind of was... Oh, well, know, yeah, he was kind of sheltered, yeah, to an extent. So yeah. could it be coded? Co oh, so he experienced, maybe he was a homebody and sheltered, and so that's how I... <gasps> 
Maybe. Look at you. Okay. Y'all ever need shadow work? Call your boy. One eight hundred. T H E the shadow. Look at me. Call me at one eight hundred the shadow. Hey, that's hard actually. You gotta set that up. Okay. Let me let me pick a good one for you. I'm gonna get you to dig deep. You see, with men, we gotta get them more in touch with like who they really are. Like, um. Hmm. No, that's too basic. Let's see. Ooh. Let's see. Is this a good one? <laughs> what is a promise to yourself that you have broken or continue to break? Why? Um, can you let go of this promise or change it? To something better. We're not gonna do that. What's a what is a promise that you made to yourself that you have broken, or you continue to break? Mm. You gotta really think about these. Oh no, I'm sorry. X that out because okay. I randomly sometimes you gotta let spirit just work. That's cool. Um, this one. Which childhood memories have the biggest impact on you and your emotional state? That's the one. Let me read it again. Mm-hmm. Which childhood memory or memories have the biggest impact on you and your emotional state? So your emotions. Like how you said you used to not be an empath. Or you used to... I won't say you didn't know condition unconditional love but like what kept you from being from sympathizing with people and like being more like why they doing that or why they I'm gonna say this I I got a memory um Mm -hmm. and my memory deals more with um when I was in sports Mm -hmm. um little league and such of that nature Mm -hmm. I had um I, was, I remember sometime being at, like, Little League basketball games and stuff. And, you know, I was new to it. Mm-hmm. I had to play basketball first. I couldn't really play football, Little League, because I had bronchitis real bad. So, I'd be wheezing in the grass, kick up. Mm-hmm. But so, moms put me in basketball mm-hmm. about the age of, i say, nine-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, got a cousin, my near and dear cousin. Shout out to Justin. You know who he is. We Shout played on the same team. To the show. Mm-hmm. We um, we played on the same team. I think we was the Cunningham Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> That's my high school mascot. But that was like my first Shout basketball team. But mm-hmm. this memory sticks is because um, the memory that sticks is I remember one time getting up and I'm like, yo, mom, I got a game. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, my mom got three other kids, mm-hmm. children. And... I'm like, Mom, I got a game. I got to be at Raleigh Community Center. Mm-hmm. And she, she's like, why ain't you ever on, on point with when your schedule is and when the game is? Why you ain't doing that? And I'm like, dang. She was like, why can't you be more how my cousin Justin was on point? Mm-hmm. But granted, he had been playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out. Hey, dude. I don't even know if you still got it, bro. I could probably beat you now. But uh, 
But nevertheless, he was he was on his. He was on his. He played for the Y, and he just he had been hooping probably three, four years older than me. I mean, before me. So, but I remember her being on to me like that and being like, "Well, why didn't you?" So I'm like, "Dang!" So she gets me to the gym, and I'm thinking like, "Oh, mom's gonna stay." She never stayed. She left. And I think that's a childhood memory. And it wasn't, now that I'm older, I know now, like, she had other things to do. But it was kind of mm-hmm. like, I felt a sense of. Neglect, well, maybe. Yeah, I was kind of like, man, I got to kind of <clears throat> get it on my own, get it out the mud. And then it, it became, I think that festered into, you know, okay, now Joshua is a, I'm going to get it on my own type person. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to ask for help. Because. Mm-hmm. Moms was on top of me, and it was other memories like, okay, I missed the school bus, mm. or not the school bus, because I ain't never drive. I never <laughs> rode on a school bus unless it was field trips. But if I missed the city bus to school, mm-hmm. I gotta still catch the city bus and find my way all the way home, even if that meant I gotta walk the opposite way, which is three miles versus half a mile. Mm-hmm. And it was like, nope, you better get here. So. It was not a lot of leeway, so I think it's festered into that whole complex of it gets me emotional when it's like, okay, somebody not doing for me, mm-hmm. and I ask if I ask you one time, it's like, eh, I forget it. Mm-hmm. it. It's me against the, it's me against everybody. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. I say we do one more. I wrote a few down. I, we do one more, and we both answer. Um, All right. Okay, so I really like this one. It was the way I spend my daily life is how I will spend the rest of my life. How do I feel about this idea? So I will say that um, prior to doing shadow work and probably earlier in the year before I got sick and all this stuff, um, I would say that that idea would scare me because I have a lot of huge goals and big dreams for myself and so many things I want to do. And I just wasn't spending my day-to-day life being productive and working and giving energy to those things. I was giving my energy to relaxing because I was tired from work and social media and watching other people live their lives and their passions and everything. Um, so that idea did make me nervous. However, now that, you know, been through some things, experienced some things, we've done our shadow work, we're more aware of certain things. Um, so now I'm more productive. So even though I'm at work and I'm not looking at as much social media and digital things as a whole, which is another topic for another time, but I have more energy, um, because of that. And now when I get off, I pour more into like the podcast or like I creating my ideas or how can I bring these certain ideas to life or how can we network or how, just just other things to pour into us now. So I feel like now how I'm living my life day to day, if I continue to spend my life like this, I love the idea because I'm, I'm going places. OK, I'm going some places that are pretty, pretty good for my work ethic now. So what about you? Let me get the question one more time. Yes, 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 sir. So um, the question was, the way that I spend my daily life is how I will spend the rest of my life. How, uh, how do you feel about that idea? So basically, the things that you do on a day-to-day basis, um, that's how you're going to spend the rest of your life. 
Well, I read it, I took it as the habits you have because obviously I don't want to work a nine to five and work for someone else and do paycheck to paycheck, but I guess the habits that you have today. So, with that being said, the habits that um, that I have today, mm-hmm. I think it means, as it pertains to me, it's it's more of a get off your ass, excuse me, I no, <laughs> get off your ass and go and get it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, on your day-to-day, just understand your greatness, right? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, that's kind of what I'm taking from it. I don't know if that makes sense. But so with the question is like how how you spend, so think about how you spend your life. Think about your day-to-day from the time you wake up to the time you lay down. Everything that you do, that is how you're going to spend the rest of your life or at least the habits that you have. Mm-hmm. With that being said, how do you feel about that? Are you, are you like, I agree with that, and I'm content with how I live my day-to-day? Okay, okay, so cool. That helps, that, that helps. So I agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not happy with my how production, how I spend my day-to-day. Okay. Because uh, in inside this cranium of mine, I feel like I have a lot of creative creative juices on levels that I don't think people even know like million dollar ideas okay. uh million dollar <laughs> ideas and I I really think and with me in that day-to-day it's execution mm-hmm. so if I can get better with the execution on my day-to-day simple task then my execution will I guess it will project itself in the success of my my life and mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, I really totally in total agree with you, that you like that idea you agree with that idea? i am freaking um i second that idea <laughs> i'm gonna be honest that's one of the the ones that um sticks with me because like i said before doing shadow work i was not living my daily in terms of habit i wasn't living the way that i was living my life like i said i would have been very unhappy like I agree that that is how you're going to spend the rest of your life because if you're not being productive and you have goals, how do you expect to meet your goals? Right. Um, But with knowing that, it just made me like, okay, let's redo how you do your day. So, you know, you're productive at work. Obviously, you got to keep a job. You got to keep the bills paid. But for someone that has goals and dreams, are are you doing things to pour into that? And if not, why not? Because if you don't, that's how you're gonna spend the rest of your life. It was like a wake up call, shadow work prompt for me because I was like, so Man. why would you say why is it a reason that you're not that you haven't been, I guess, on your p's and q's? Um, uh, previously, uh, just habit. Like I and we talk about this often off the podcast, but I feel like from even back from childhood, I just had a habit in my own way of doing things um back to childhood i would either play with well once i grew out of like dolls and stuff um but i would have the tv on and i would have my music on and i would listen to music all day i would daydream about traveling the world and what my actual goals i wanted to do but that's as far as i got and that's a habit i built for myself as a kid that stayed in their room all the time so the older i got like recently Honestly, one of my addictions was music. Um, And I would have all these things to do, but 
I wouldn't get any of it done because in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, while hubby's at work, let me just chill. Maybe for 30 minutes, let me put my headphones on and work and, you know, listen to music. Then that turned into and daydream about the life I want to live. But then that turned into from 30 minutes to an hour, from an hour to two hours to three hours to four. And before you know it, I'm so I'm tired because I've been listening to music and I'm like, darn, well, all this time went by and I didn't do anything. So I think it just took for me being unhappy and really feeling like I got goals I'm really trying to accomplish. You're not going to get there with these bad habits, like check your bad habits. And that's what shadow work did for me. It's like, okay, why am I doing this? And why have I continued to do this? And why can I not shake this bad habit? If that makes sense. So, yeah makes sense um so i want to lastly go over um some benefits of shadow work as you can you can probably guess like shadow work is very beneficial um but i did google um eight benefits to doing shadow work and why you should do shadow work um one was that you gain more confidence and self-esteem i can vouch for that i can tell that now that i've sat and i've uncovered a lot of things about myself and why i do certain things the way i do do Mm-hmm. I can tell, I don't know if you can tell, but I can tell even how I speak to people, my posture, and just being more sure of what I know. Um, I, I agree. I agree. No, go ahead. Um, so, as I'm reading this book. What's the book? What's the book? Plug them in. Oh, I think it's The Master of Self. Still, yes, we read the books. Master of Self, whichever. It's Don Miguel Ruiz. Yes. Uh, no free publications. Unless you, unless you, uh, you know, give us some, you know. But anyway, I'm reading this book and he talks about mask, mask that we wear. uh, Many, it's it's many masks that people put on. Mm -hmm. But like you said, the 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 realest thing is to know yourself. Mm -hmm. This shadow work, and I feel like that's where shadow work comes into place because once you know yourself, you know when you put on that mask and. Mm You know you have to take that mask off because that's not truly you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes you may have to be like he example. He know sometimes he has to be a consoling husband. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with the kids he have to be their playmate. That's mm-hmm. a mask. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he has to be the authoritarian. Mm-hmm. But at the core, he's a man that loves his wife. Mm-hmm. So he has the note, okay, I can console you right now, but once we get over this, I got to take that mask off and, and be... this is who I really am. And I got to be him. Yeah. You know, so always you, the, the key to all of this is to understand yourself mm-hmm. so you know that, you know... And that's where it comes, because once you know who you are, even your ugly part, the shadow parts of yeah. yourself, once you identify that and you take self-accountability... And all that, you do naturally have better self-esteem and better confidence. So I can attest to that. I, I can attest to that. Um, also, it improves your creativity. Yes, and we're going to get into that after this in our closing uh, statement. But I can vouch for that as well. Um, it helps build better relationships with other people. I think so. I think so. Um, it also... Um, well, with that, with that point, to that point, like I said, mm-hmm. working in shadow work kind of told me, taught me to not be so judgmental, mm-hmm. and casting judgment isn't. So I can talk to a rock, and if that rock is like, "Hey man, I like to sit on the stump," mm-hmm. "Hey man, I like <laughs> to sit on the stump sometime too," mm-hmm. but no, that's the truth. So like, it helped me. 
I will say that sometimes the I won't, it's not even a bad part. It's a part of doing shadow work so deeply with myself is now I see people for who they really are. Like, um, prior to doing shadow work, I'll be like, why does this, I can't stand this person. They do X, Y, and Z and da, 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 whatever, whatever. But then the more you talk to them and you see, like, like I start asking people about their childhoods and like experiences they went through. And I'm like, darn, that explains why she does this. Or that explains why he's this way because he has a trauma path like a trauma experience from Mm -hmm. here and it makes me sympathize with people because i think sometimes we don't we may see people who are rude and like or or quiet or just different types of people and we're like why nobody we really naturally don't think like well why are they that way you know why do they respond or react that way and i don't know doing shadow work made me think about so many possibilities to what somebody could be going through um also it helps you discover hidden talents would you would you agree um it helped me discover that i was a break dancer <laughs> can you i can Hey, 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 oh, 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 okay. Wanna see my ticket? No. <laughs> no, please, we don't. We're not gabbing it today. Okay. Uh also it improves your overall wellness. I think so. It's helped me with my anxiety tremendously because I've identified certain things. It helps me not let people get to me. So hey. Ooh, yes, progress. Um, also it increases your compassion towards others. You've already attested that. Man, unconditional love. All everybody has unconditional love with Joshua Gray, Husky Hefe, the Fat Fitness Model, Jose Cortez. Period. And lastly, it helps you have better clarity. And again, I can attest because um once you understand, like I said, that we all as humans are the way we are because of experiences we've had in our past and how we were raised. Once you understand those intricate things, or maybe this person experienced love, maybe they didn't experience love, mm-hmm. so maybe they're a little more like, eh, it's not going um, So I will say um, it will help you have better clarity on things. Um, so, so we're going to carry on to kind of wrapping up this this episode with a poem yes 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 and speaking of shadow work i can't y'all okay so let me this is a thing about my childhood um yes i was a homebody and i was actually a creative little human being um i did play with toys I did play with toys up until I was 14, but I wasn't just like playing with like Barbies and dolls and stuff to 14 just to play with them. Like I would write out a script and I would act them out. Like I'll be like, this the mama, she's gonna be played by Monique. This the daughter, she's gonna be played by Akilah and Kiki Palmer. And I would like act them out. That was my creative side. Um, so part of that is also that I should, <laughs> I would really do that, y'all. That's why I'm so creative now. Hey. I don't care. And Monique, the mama, is she like, is she precious mama or is she? This was pre-precious. I mean, not sister, sister. Uh, (laughs) Uh, The the Parkers. Parkers. I don't know. This is at the time. This is who. So she got to be the Parkers mama. The Parkers mama. Because this was before, yeah. That was before Precious. I was like 13, 14. So stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. I'm done, y'all. 
anyway, um, yeah, so I was I was a very creative child. Uh, aside from that and making parts and stuff, I would write. My brother, if y'all know, y'all already know Jeff. He produced music, so I would write to his music without him knowing. He would be playing it, and I would like write songs and stuff. But I would also write poetry. I always wrote poetry, and this is could be a shadow work prompt within itself for another time. But um, I stopped writing poetry for some reason. Like by the time I went to high school I just stopped and I just had no desire to and my aunt shout out to my aunt Darlene aunt to the show whoop whoop um but she always to this day calls me poetry girl and is like you know when you gonna write a poem or like where's the poetry book at and I'll just be like I'm not motivated I don't drop know. a clue bum for poetry girl pew, pew, pew. Boom, boom, boom. period <laughs> But um, I don't know. I just stopped, and I have not from maybe my eighth grade, ninth grade year in high school to literally now, Father's Day. Father's Day this year, I wrote my first poem. Drop a clue. I just want to make it clear that, like, I tried maybe some month earlier in the year. Um, we went to the park and sat and were like, because he knows I wrote poetry, but even with us dating and like been together like 10 plus years during there, he's never heard my poetry or anything. We, yes, we've been together a long time. Uh, but he's never heard my poetry. And so he was like, you know, and I never heard. He low-key a poet too. Let's, let's, well, y'all probably know by now. But, I'm a poet and y'all already know it. <laughs> um, but we were just like at the park, like, you know, let's write some. And I could not write anything. I could not. I just, I tried. I was like, I'm going to actually try. Nothing came. So Father's Day came. Um, and it was an interesting day for me. We won't go into details about that. But I just was having an interesting day you were having an interesting day and um I just kind of I don't know I sat on my back porch and just reflected I prayed I meditated um and I didn't even I didn't even go on my back porch with intentions to to write poetry but I don't know it was I, I meditated for God to work through me to to help me with the emotions I had that day and something in me just said, write, like, go get your pen, we finna write poetry. And like the first word, the first line uh, came to me. So without being said, let's get into this poem. This poem is called The Answer. So, and this is by Michi G, I'm nervous. It's my so nevertheless, we have coming up to the mic, none other than Michi G reciting her poem entitled The Answer, The Answer. Okay. This is Michi G, and this is Poetry in the Park. Take one. This poem is called The Answer by Michi G. I see a tree that represents my life, my dreams, everything that is me. I see insects that represent distractions. So hard to focus on that tree. I feel anger. Even when I decided not to get my hopes too high, I look up and pray for an answer somewhere in the sky. There's a spider web waving carelessly in the wind. I study it for answers, modeling my life after it until the very end. It glides ever so thoughtlessly of its own. It flies carelessly unattached to any home. Bugs buzzing in my ear, I study them too. They buzz and mind their business, unapologetically, with no rules. Hubby sleeps 
maybe to find the answers and calm in his sleep. I wrote my first poem in like 18 years, trying not to think too deep. I prayed and I meditated, sitting in silence for a while, hoping to find the answer. Nothing, silence. I observed nature, then a feeling to grab my notebook and make my pen a dancer. I didn't force a poem, just felt the need to write what I saw. In this moment of not trying too hard, I realized I had all the answers already after all. Be present in the moment, for God speaks to us through many ways. Don't overthink, just go for it, and be you, very unafraid. This was The Answer by Michi G, and this is Poetry in the Park. That was The Answer by Michi G. So, let's briefly, let's get us a brief summary so we can... Mm-hmm. It's a little rough draft, but you know, again, this is my first poem writing in like years. So, um, I just literally, like I said, I was praying and meditating, kind of trying to clear my head, um, for the day and, um, um, trying to clear my head. And I think I was trying to force, I was just like, God speak through me, speak through me just as to why I feel the way I feel. Not again, not even about writing poetry. Um, and I really meditated and I quieted my mind. Like, like there was nothing on my mind. I was literally like, okay, the next thing I hear is going to be from God. And it's got to be something. And I sat there in silence for like 10, it felt like 10 minutes. It was a long time. And it, fi- I don't know, I started like looking at the tree and then just thinking again in silence. And then I looked at the tree and I don't know, it kind of came to me that like the tree in our backyard represents my life. Um, and then there were all these bugs flying around and, but I was staring at the tree like, okay, this is my life. This is my job. I currently work, but that's also my dreams I have, but this is also, uh, the kids I want to have all these things that I want or have currently in my life. This tree represents that in the mix of focusing on that and realizing this tree is me. There was like so many bugs flying around and I'm like, bro, like I kept having an ADHD moment of like, oh, there's a bug, there's a bug, like taking my attention off the the tree. Um, and then I saw a spider, I literally saw a spider web just floating by, like all these things, all these distractions keeping me from my life. And so the first couple of sentence, sentences just kind of came to me. And then I heard or felt rather like, okay, go get a notebook and pen. I'm like, oh, this is a poetry moment. This is metaphorical. This is like get go get the pen i was so excited and i just was flowing like when i tell you that only because of shadow work was i able to like just really look and observe and write from the heart because even when i wrote poetry as a kid i would force i would make a name and then i would force like trying to make it rhyme and it was forced. It wasn't anything that I, I made a poem as a kid about a homeless man. At that time, I didn't know what a homeless person was. Now, obviously we do, but like, I just was not, it wasn't coming from real experience, my real mind, my, you know, so I feel like it came out effortlessly. And it's also a message to myself to just go with the flow. Just be you don't force it. Like just whatever you see, I see lights in front of me. I see cameras, like make that flow from your reality. So yeah, thank so, you. Shadow work. <laughs> shout out to the shadow work and shout out to Michi G for that poem. But guys, I think that is a great stopping point, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So 
Um, that poem it spoke about being quiet, summed up the whole thing of shadow work. Sometimes you gotta quiet your mind, all the distractions. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, guys, it's been great, right? Yes. And we thank you guys so much for watching. Tune in to next week's episode, but we thank you for watching this week's over now. Make sure you share this, like, comment, subscribe. Um, Yeah, I -hmm. lost my podcast, but I found you. And with you, any and everything is possible. Love, peace, chicken grease. And hair group, love, peace, and soul, like soul train. (laughs) Bye, y'all.